Rock Hard Caucus. Rock Hard Caucus. Rock Hard Caucus. Rock Hard Caucus. Natalie on, online. I am the producer of Rock Hard Caucus. Rock Hard Caucus. Rock Hard Caucus. Hard Rock Caucus. I thought it was some porn stuff. Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, okay well it's been a while since we've recorded one of these like at least two weeks i think right yes yeah it's been a little bit i have not really been following any current events i've been kind of busy i don't know about you (laughs) you i haven't been following the news (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going on really i did see that uh the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago like an hour ago or something. That's pretty funny. It's so funny. I love that. What the fuck is in there? It's like, I don't know. I feel like they they can only look for certain stuff, so it probably won't be as good as we think, but who the fuck knows what's there. That was like a, an Epstein grooming ground. So like, Oh, sure, yeah. God knows what kind of like other awful stuff is hidden there. But they were looking for that. I have not been following the January 6th stuff. Like, I figure if something really funny happens, someone will tell me. And Mm. otherwise, I just, I don't know. I just haven't been following it as any, is that what it's about? Oh, probably. I don't don't really know either. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) I know Alex Jones was on trial. Alex Jones is on trial. He yeah. lost his first two. There's a bunch of them, I guess. Is my voice coming um, out of laptop speakers or something in your house? Yeah. Oh, I can hear myself. <laughs> Why? And your uh, your voice record is probably going to pick that up, too. Why would you be able to hear yourself if I have headphones on? Is my voice coming through your headphones only? Yeah. Only. It sounded like it was really loud in there. <laughs> Say something. Know. Okay, do you hear me? Is it coming out of speakers or just the headphones? Just the headphones. Okay, cool. I don't know what I was hearing then. And we're going to leave that all in the episode, too. Cause we... <laughs> you have the goal of making the worst possible episode. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going on. We just have to fill time. Uh, all right, so let's. <laughs> I know that you went to a music festival for one night last week, yeah. right? Yeah. How was that? Um, it ruled. I had never been to Hinterland before. Mm-hmm. Um, I barely knew what it was until like a couple of years ago, but it absolutely ruled. I saw Billy Strings. And um, some, like, bluegrass chick that played before him who was really good. I'm really sorry that I don't remember her name. And um, it was really extremely fun. I did not die of heat stroke like all those people waiting in line. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I bought boxed water from Betsy DeVos, so everything was fine. <laughs> they had a large number of bathrooms, which I think is feminism. Um, <laughs> like, I just automatically assume it's, it's like some kind of misogynist monster if they don't provide enough bathrooms. So I was really impressed with that. Um, and I had a really, really fun time. And we, we just drove back. We just went there for the, the one day. Mm-hmm. So it's a festival for girls is what you're saying. It's a festival for girls. It's a festival. This, it is a lot of white people in a cornfield <laughs> and it's a very ominous vibe. Like it's a very midsummer vibe. Um, just like many, many men, like you just shouldn't gather too many white people in one giant area. Um, so it's it was a little ominous for that reason, but other than yeah, that, it was it was a people, lot of fun. Justifiably, <laughs> I'm scared of white people. I just don't think we need too many at once, mm-hmm. out like in the middle of nowhere, where like there's not as much accountability. <laughs> I oh, just sure. think I just think. <laughs> I just think that white people need to be supervised. Oh, my God. This is going to be even worse. <laughs> Should I say a slur? Yeah. <laughs> I just so think like, you can't, uh, you can't like, put too many crackers in one place. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they got heads. on and shit i don't know it's just very oh did you see that yeah i mean just like flower crowns and just Mm -hmm. like genuine generally like just a real midsummer vibe so i mean it's not like there weren't any people of color but it was like a 90 to 1 ratio yeah yeah (laughs) maybe it's because i was at the bluegrass day too. Sure. Yeah. I and I did see people saying that this year's lineup, it seemed like they made more of an effort to be a little less white. Not like completely white. Yeah. Um, d- not in the headliners, though. <laughs> <laughs> the people they pay the most. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah. I did not get to see Joe Para. Um, mm. I wanted to see Joe Para, but I don't like to stay up late. And I also was too embarrassed to explain to the um, group of women that I went with who Joe Para was and what I wanted to make everyone stay late to watch him do. <laughs> so I did, <laughs> did not. <laughs> I've never actually watched his show. Joe Para's show? Yeah. Joe it's, Para talks with you, right? You would, Yes, you would love mm. it, Justin. You would love it. He yeah, I, is, I think I would. I just haven't ever taken the time. Yeah, it's, like, made for you. It's just this, like, seedy, dorky dude explaining to you how to do different things. It's, like, such a great show. It's, like, yeah. But I couldn't, like, these are, like, kind of my normie friends. And I couldn't be, like, so we need to go on the other side of the this ent- the entire grounds at uh, almost midnight and oh. go. <laughs> and everyone's kids are at home and we're going to go watch a very soft-spoken guy tell jokes that are not going to land with anyone else. <laughs> and I just like I true like I couldn't do it. I don't I don't know. So I was just like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. see him, but you can't like make a group of people stay late for humor that they're not going to get. So yeah, it's sort of it's sort of a balance between like how bad do you want to see this, how bad do you want to keep these friends, yeah. something like that. 
Uh, you said you saw Billy Strings? Yeah. I don't know who that is, honestly. He's a, he's a bluegrass guy. He mm. he played at the Grammys. He's, like, pretty famous. Yeah. Um, he's a very, very good guitarist. It was very impressive. So I like seeing him a lot. He looks like a baby, but he... Um, <laughs> But but it was really good. I don't yeah. know. My friends my friends wanted to go see him. If I were to go, I would want to see Glass Animals or Phoebe Bridgers. Um, but I had a great time, and I had never been before. I'm going to go multiple days next year. I um, went to music festivals all the time as a teenager in the summers and absolutely loved it. And then I was like, I just never want to be in that setting ever again. I don't like to mm-hmm. be uncomfortable in any way. I like to be... 70 degrees at all times. I don't like to sit on the ground. I don't like to be dehydrated. I don't want to be around people doing drugs. So, <laughs> I mean, like, the good drugs um, in public. <laughs> like, obnoxious people. If it's my friends, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, I just, I don't know. Um, I went to the hospital one time at a music festival, and then after that, I was just, like, really... I got my head hit by a crowd surfer, and it really oh, sucked. Okay. And it was in Chicago, and we were there at the hospital all night long. It sucked so bad. So I just, like, did not want to ever do that again. Um, but I had a great time, and I'm going to go next year. Was it Lollapalooza where you went to the hospital? Yes. Did they have their own hospital, or do you mean... When you say, I went to the hospital at a music festival, do you mean you had to leave the music festival to go to I a hospital? I had to leave the music festival <laughs> to go to a hospital. In the middle of the night in Chicago, so it was packed absolutely Mm -hmm. packed and he was all like dumb idiots with stupid festival injuries (laughs) like me and we were up all night long and it was just like a nightmare and so ever since i've been kind of turned off by all of that yeah yeah when so my band went on tour two weeks ago we did three midwest dates natalie was at the des moines show thanks again for coming to it was wonderful it was very weird, but in a really good way. It was very weird. I didn't expect it to be quite as weird as it was, but it was very entertaining and funny and odd, and I liked it. Well, thanks. Natalie was the first person to arrive at the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much earlier than I remember. There was, was some miscommunication the f- about the, <laughs> the time. I was the, I was the first person to leave as well, and that's how I like it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to go home. I like to go to bed. <laughs> and thanks to uh, a couple other people who listened to the show who also came to see my band. Yeah, we uh, love you. You know who you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was it was pretty weird for people who aren't used to that kind of music. But Natalie, you've seen me play before, so I'm not sure it wasn't like completely unexpected. No, no. I knew yeah. like that it was a little bit more experimental than like your grad show, but I knew generally what to expect. Um, mm-hmm. I was sitting with Anastasia and she was like, what? <laughs> 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 she was like, like, what is he doing? And then she like got the idea and got into it, but it All was right, just good. not. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. loved it. She thought it was really, well, she said it was adorable. I don't know if that's what you're going for. <laughs> I think that's fine. Yeah. She did say uh, when she arrived at XBK that I was shorter than she expected. Yeah. I I feel like we all call you a short king, so people should know that. But Yeah, it's funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. You have, like, a baritone. You have the voice of a, a 6'3 man. <laughs> um, but you're a pocket person. 
So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How tall do you think people think you are based on your voice? Oh my gosh, my real height. It's tiny, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Your real height, which is like, it's like Smaller four foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in a throuple with you and your wife and we can be a pocket, pocket family. <laughs> All right, well, let me <laughs> see if I can bring her into the room and we can discuss <laughs> that. <laughs> Justin's wife is also tiny. Yeah, she's about the same size as me. Um, anyway, the reason I brought up the Wombat Tour, though, is because we did two dates in Iowa and then one in Chicago. And I realized when we were almost in Chicago that it was Lollapalooza weekend. So I was expecting, like... A horror show once we got into town but it wasn't that bad yeah i went every summer in high school and i don't Damn, know wow. it was like it's just like greasy and <laughs> just like, <laughs> i should not have been allowed i would not let my own daughter go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've heard a lot of people sneak into that it's really easy to sneak in maybe i don't maybe it's not anymore but people used to at least i never did um but I would now, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I did not want to, because I was already, like, drinking and 15. So mm -hmm. I didn't want to also sneak in. But now I would for sure do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I will say that the Wombat show in Chicago, knowing that we were competing with Lollapalooza, I think we did pretty well. <laughs> I saw pictures. I saw with Liz and everything. It looked like pretty mm -hmm. packed. So yeah, for it the space, fun. it was it was a great number of people to be in there. I wouldn't really have wanted it to be any more successful than that. So Sounds when you like... when you went to the hospital because a crowd surfer gave you a concussion or whatever, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who was on stage when this happened? I don't remember. It was someone that I didn't give that much of a shit about. Mm. Uh, and I can't... I want to say it was like Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, okay. But I don't remember. I shouldn't message... No, I shouldn't message my old boyfriend. I don't think we're on good terms. Um, <laughs> you don't think you're on good terms. <laughs> That's a fun place to be in. <laughs> not knowing. I did some I did some shenanigans afterwards, and I'm not sure how much he's aware of. I'll tell you off recording. <laughs> <laughs> I sent some deserved hate mail. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. But, okay, the interesting thing about that is, so um, I went to the hospital, and then after I was done getting checked out, I left. Um, everything was fine. I followed up with a neurologist, and that's how I found out that I had, like, a microstroke and have, like, a Whoa. hole in my brain. But it was not from that. I right, didn't it was know there that it already. happened. Yeah. It was there already. Yeah, so I have like a CD with pictures of my brain with a hole in it. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, <laughs> is that Does something that, explain that could a lot? like... <laughs> could that like threaten your life? I don't Still? think so. Okay. I okay. don't remember. I don't remember very well. Mm. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. So, yeah. The hole in your brain probably doesn't help with the no, memory help of with learning sorry. about the hole in your brain. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm so fucking smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you brought up my wife. I'm going to avoid using her name for now. 
<laughs> I don't know if it'll matter, but just to be safe. Uh, so she ran a triathlon this weekend. We went to Milwaukee. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that? Not not like be in a triathlon, but like attend one. Um, I've been in one, kind of. I did the indoor mm-hmm. triathlon at the University of Iowa. Oh, really? Um, okay, so okay. you did it like at their gym. And so you like swim and then run up and get on the bike and then get on the treadmill. And so there's yep. no terrain. Like it's completely flat. You're just doing it inside. So it is not comparable at all to what she does. Um, but I've, I did do I've that. I've seen her do that too, though, the indoor one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was when I was in a lot better shape. But I, <laughs> I've never, I want to cheer someone on doing a marathon or something. I feel like it would be really fun. My, my grandpa used to do them. And so I've seen him do triathlons, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not very good at like the cheering on thing. So maybe you should come to one of these with us. <laughs> I'm a good cheerer. I'm great. I'm hooting and hollering. I hoot and hollered at the Wabat show. You so. did. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. I knew, I knew the... you could hear me because I saw you <laughs> smile when you heard it. I go, ah! <laughs> I'm more of the like silent thumbs up kind of supportive <laughs> husband. <laughs> so the, the unsupportive kind. Yeah. <laughs> silent thumbs I gave you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is like we have to get up at like four in the morning for her to go like mm-hmm. prepare for the day. And that's very bad for me in terms of being like alert and really able to do much. I just sort of stumble along behind her. <laughs> Sometimes I can carry a bag or something, but, and then I just have to wait for hours. The thing with like spectating at a triathlon is like the the people competing, they do a swim, then they do a bike and then they do a run. And you don't really see them at all outside of them leaving this like uh, uh, base area and coming back from each of the three things. So it's like I see her leave for part one of the three part process. I see her come back and then she leaves again. And then I'm just waiting (laughs) for a really long time. (laughs) So really a spectator sport exactly exactly like so i can do the thumbs up thing for the five seconds that she sees me and then (laughs) and then she's gone for an hour and a half you know you should put a gopro on her i I wonder if that's allowed because they're pretty strict about like what the person can have on them i can't see why they wouldn't allow a camera i don't know you should do it you could stream it. It could be the beep camera. I was going to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> you may have already said her name before. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said your wife. Okay, okay. No, I was cognizant okay. of it. Yeah, when we were talking about heights. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So when she was when she was on her bike on Saturday when we did this, um, well, she did it. I was just there. But... Uh, she was gone on her bike and I just like laid down under a tree and I fell asleep and I was tracking her progress with this app that tells you like, yes, when, when the, the person is done with each part of the race, I fell asleep under this tree. I woke up and looked at my phone and it said that she had finished 
the bike and then there was like a mileage after that and i was like oh shit i missed the end of the bike so i like got up and ran over to where the um the bike in so there's like like many different entrances and exits from this transition area so i ran over to the part where she would have come in on the bike and then i looked down on my phone again and realized that it gives you a notification for like different milestones along the bike so she was only like a third of the way done and i thought that she was done completely so i ran over there for no oh, reason oh so you ran all the way over there yeah. <laughs> yeah and still had to wait forever and you're so. complaining about you're complaining about running from the tree to the transition exactly. area and exactly. she is doing a triathlon <laughs> exactly it was really hot out <laughs> <laughs> to run from the tree to, <laughs> to the bike racks yeah it got my really, heart rate like way too high yes yeah yeah. yeah, it's it's like you both did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you compare, if you take into account, like, my physical abilities and her physical abilities, we did about equivalent that day. <laughs> <laughs> she is, like, such a champion. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> I used to, um, I have done it like now thinking back to my grandpa doing it when he got sober one of the times he got like he will get like really into something else oh yeah um, that makes sense and so yeah. he got like really yeah 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 this is like this is like my family 101 <laughs> it's like you you quit doing drugs and then get just like like my mom got like so maniacally like manically into scrapbooking shit like mm-hmm. that um to like replace the whole of drinking and then they just go back to it so it's fine yeah um but when he (laughs) one of his sons went to rehab he got really into doing triathlons and so i would help him we did rag ride together like i was athletic at one point i'm obviously not now um but i got up and did the like thing that you're talking about where you have to get up really early and you go and like help them with the transition stuff so i did that for him before and it was pretty fun i'm not remembering that I will um, clarify that I, d- I did to... not really, I didn't really help. So if you helped, you did more than me. <laughs> well, you don't. <laughs> well, I didn't really, like, I just helped with this bike and stuff, but yeah. nothing, nothing crazy. But he is now um, on the run from the government. So <laughs> he moved to Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, you've told me about this. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. He's very crazy. Um, yeah, that's fun. But yeah crazy guy yeah uh you know okay so i'm sorry to spring this on you but i so over the past few days i've been receiving a lot of emails and messages i don't i I don't know for some reason people are like just suddenly becoming aware of this show and us um but i got an offer from that's really weird yeah i got an offer from a local business for like a sponsorship (laughs) like a kind of like ad space thing and I know that that's kind of like antithetical to like what this podcast has been for the past almost three years, but for honestly, like they offered us a lot of money to do this. And I know I kind of made the decision without consulting you, but I hope you don't mind if I read this now. I am nothing if not a sellout. I would love to hear it. Yeah. And like, it's like, they're going to give us $20 for every ad read. So like, I can't really pass that up, you know? $20. Yeah. 30 yeah. seconds of work. 
Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. And to sort of, like, I'm sure that there are people listening to this who will be upset that we are, like, putting an ad in the <laughs> middle of the show. But this is, like, it's a small local business, which, I mean, you know, we're all, we're all about shop local, small business. We're... <laughs> Yeah. All about supporting sure. the s- small businessmen. And it turns out that this company has done a lot of market research. Despite being a small business, they've done a lot of market research. And um, <laughs> what, they, what they've found is that, is that their target demographic really matches up pretty well with our target demographic. So hopefully, you know, people listening to this will be like actually interested in the products that that we're talking about here. So <laughs> this is the the ad copy that they gave me. Maybe like if we continue working with them, we can sort of uh, make our own sort of personalizations here. But to start with, this is what they gave me. Today's episode of Rock Hard Caucus is brought to you by Taylor's Toys Incorporated. <laughs> Taylor's Toys is proud to sponsor Rock Hard Caucus, the number one podcast among seven-year-old Iowans. I don't know how they'll feel about you laughing through their ad read. I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> this is a serious business trying to give us some of their advertising dollars, so I think we need to take this very seriously. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Taylor's sells all the toys your seven-year-old child or grandchild or cousin, nephew, niece could ever <laughs> dream of. Is there a birthday coming up? A seventh birthday, perhaps? Gift your freshly minted seven-year-old daredevil a Gonex Mini Cruiser 22-inch skateboard. They could become the next Tony Hawk. If he was seven years old, that is. It's back to school season. Help your seven-year-old relative or acquaintance de-stress from all the homework their second grade teacher assigns by installing an... Aokesi mini indoor basketball hoop set on their bedroom door. Is your sister's kid or whatever more of an indoor cerebral type kid? <laughs> Perhaps a shishibo shape-shifting box is more their speed. Perfect for seven-year-olds who like to stare at interesting colors and patterns. <laughs> Taylor's Toys Incorporated has all these toys and more. Visit your local tailors today. For our seven-year-old listeners. Mm-hmm. All the grandchildren. All the grandchildren who are listening to the swears on the podcast. <laughs> so that's 20 bucks for us, like, in our pocket right there for that. And that didn't take me too long to read, did it? Maybe a minute? I don't know. I wonder if, like... If we read multiple ads from them per show, if we could like increase the amount of money we get from them, I'll have to work out like more details. But you know, for a trial run, I think that works pretty well. Oh yeah, it's amazing. We have so many young listeners who just love our our spicy language and porn title. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you did not get to see Joe Para, but you do like his show. 
Uh, and I believe that Nathan Fielder is like an executive producer or something for that show. So I was wondering what you thought of, uh, yeah, I was wondering what you thought of Nathan Fielder's, uh, current, currently airing television show, The Rehearsal. Um, I love the show. Uh, hate the discourse. It sucks. (laughs) Um, I hate everyone. (laughs) Like, I just really want to talk about the show and the crazy people that are on it. And I'm really annoyed that we have to discuss whether it's exploitative. Because first of all, Nathan for you was way worse. Like, (laughs) serious, seriously, like everyone who is here knows that they are like, what kind of show they're on at least like so many of those people on Nathan for you did not know that it was a joke show like it's like first of all Nathan for you is worse um but there's (laughs) nothing wrong with Nathan for you and they did nothing wrong um because like (laughs) this was also my defense of our own podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) we did nothing wrong um but like I don't know like I've watched reality tv producers record tiktoks about like how they do it and like Mm. they like reality tv is so fucked up and like every other show is a reality show now and they get those like people fucking drunk they uh, deprive them of food they keep them up all night they take away their contact with the outside world they literally drive them crazy. It's like the mm-hmm. fucking Stanford prison experiment or something. So, like, I just, I I hate the discourse that it's, like, somehow unethical to the rehearsal is. I think it's stupid. It's, like, way better than any other reality show. Yeah. I and basically, I mean, I mean, like, the entire Hollywood industry is, like, exploiting a lot of people like regardless of what you're watching right like correct all all the the labor involved is being like way overworked underpaid all the time but the show the rehearsal i do think like i've seen people suggest that like this is a show about like neurodivergency which kind of rings true to me like like it seems like the character that nathan portrays himself as in basically all of his public appearances is like on the autism spectrum or something but it doesn't seem like it's entirely like fake like he's playing a character i think he's like playing up his real personality traits to a degree i do too i think he doesn't understand people and wants to and i feel like that kind of comes through and, like, he doesn't understand why people act the way they do. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and it seems like a very genuinely attempt, genuine attempt to discover, like, why people do what they do. Yeah, and exploring the idea of, like, rehearsing uh, your future interactions with people. I mean, I did that as a kid. not Not to this extreme degree, but I can remember, like you know being nervous about something some interaction i was going to have to have and sort of thinking about it in my head like what should i say what will they say how do i navigate this you know basically making a flow chart in my head <laughs> like he does on the show yeah i mean that's how they work with real neurodivergent kids is like 
they genuinely have people rehearse and like practice mm-hmm. like what would a person say in this circumstance like how are you supposed to respond like what is considered like polite like those things that don't come naturally to people sometimes right like, yeah how do you read social cues like they they just like they like teach and make explicit what to for me as someone who is like um neurotypical came naturally but for like lots of people they do have to be like taught like and sometimes that involves like practicing i don't know it is it's very much like it seems like he is on the spectrum or at least like neurodivergent in some way and it's really interesting mm-hmm. and people talk about i mean the show is incredibly funny like i i have laughed very hard at some of the like really subtle things in it but I, it feels like more than that to me. Like, I have cried watching this show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely more than Nathan for you. Like, there mm-hmm. are, like, emotional stakes and, like, I don't know. I, I have laughed so fucking hard at the Toyota Scion guy who <laughs> yeah. crashed the car going <laughs> crashed the car going 100 miles per hour or whatever and the lady yes. talking about <laughs> demonic possession wait it was a scion tc i crashed my scion, scion tc going 100 miles per hour that's <laughs> what he said over and over <laughs> yeah and he has this way of uh, involving these like very peculiar people in his show like the guy says i crashed my scion tc driving 100 miles per hour so many times when he's on camera like <laughs> what's up with him <laughs> or like that um the woman who just like very straightforwardly is like no that's satanic yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's just absolutely satanic yeah yeah just and like, there's something clearly wrong about the way that she like views the world but she is also portrayed very sympathetically like she hints at all of this like past trauma and like she's had drug problems she had a really rough upbringing apparently and it's like you sort of understand how you know trying to bounce back to the complete opposite of that you end up with this person who acts like this now yeah like she's really really attempting to like get away from the trauma of her past and has found comfort or believes that she is accomplishing that by co- becoming like a psycho freak Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand why people do that and why they think they can then protect their own children by behaving that way. Um but she is fully crazy and should not have children. <laughs> I hope that's what she takes from the rehearsal. (laughs) Like, she really needs some help. But, (laughs) but yeah, it's really kind to her. And she's, like, really game and, like, kind to Nathan, even when he, like, asked to be her husband or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's also very impressive, like, like, how much money they have to be spending on this with, like, the perfect recreation of that bar as a set and then also shipping it across the country apparently (laughs) yeah yeah or like doing the acting class and hiring 20 actors over and Mm -hmm. over and over and over (laughs) it's just yeah i mean you're like kind of watching him light money on fire and it's Mm -hmm. really beautiful it's just it's interesting I don't know. If you if you could be on the rehearsal, would you do it? 
What would you rehearse? Hmm. I would rehearse maybe something like, like if I was sort of in hot water for like something that I said <laughs> or something I was a part of sort of putting out into the world. Like maybe if I produced some, I don't know, some, <laughs> some piece of media came out that other people uh, were unhappy with. If If I was put in the situation where, you know, something I was involved in came to light in public and like someone or a group of people were very upset about it. And if then I had to sort of put myself out there and sort of, uh, I don't know, address what happened, maybe that would be a good thing to rehearse. Cause like that, I could see that being very nerve wracking, you know? Yeah. We could hire like seven actors to be like, you know, important people like city council people or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, because I think, yeah, I think like if it was just like if we rehearse, it's a lot like the show. Like if we were just to rehearse an interaction like that in like my house or something like that wouldn't work. We'd have to because re- my house is very comfortable to me. We'd have to recreate like the like terrible overhead lighting uh blank white walls just sort of like an oppressive nature of something like like a city hall to go with your example of city council we'd have to recreate that room very (laughs) meticulously and try to do it that way and the people that i have to address are like seated above me maybe and they they have a role of authority so they're like looking down on you yeah they're like lording like looking down on you in a very ominous way they mm-hmm. get to sit sit at what are those what are those things called? <laughs> a diadem. What the fuck is the <laughs> dyad dyad? De- dais. I th- I think they pronounce it dais. It's like yeah. D A I S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one like of those a, words that like, seems like it should be so simple. It's just four letters, but you read it and it's like days. What is <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Yeah, so like if you're like you know sitting sitting looking down on us with authority like just a massive nerd loser at a diadem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or we could create a diorama of <laughs> of such a thing. <laughs> a diocese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is kind of like church. Like there's a a raised platform from which the the uh, council of the council elders, of elders yeah, <laughs> deliver their <laughs> wisdom to us. <laughs> and we could like another thing that I really think would add to the pressure is if we could only talk for sixty seconds to explain ourselves but they can talk for literally as long as they want. If they wanted to ramble for 10 minutes about, Mm -hmm. you know, swearing and their grandchildren, they're able to do that. Yeah. So that, that that, that makes it even, would make it even. That kind of like increases the urgency of needing to rehearse something like that because you or I, I would be so limited in my amount of time that I could speak that it's like, I, I really need to think about this. Like, 
what points do I need to make? How quickly can I speak? So yeah, it, it makes the rehearsal all the more important. Yeah, for sure. I would I would rehearse for sure if we like got ourselves in trouble in public somehow. Mm-hmm. That would be a good thing to be prepared for. Good thing we don't need to do it already. Right, no, no. <laughs> Something to think about for the future, though. Now that we've... For the future. We've, we've <laughs> seen such a, like, well-made TV show exploring the concept. It's an idea that we have now, yeah, yeah. Have you been watching any other, like, TV or movies recently? Um, I watch What We Do in the Shadows, which is really good. Have you heard is, of that one? Uh, yeah, is Matt Berry in that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, I haven't seen it's, it. It's it's yeah, it's the it's Jermaine Clement and um, Taika Waititi. <laughs> Close, Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi. Um, yeah. and it's. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really funny. I lo- I love that show. Um but it's like for vampires that live together, but it's it's really funny. Did you see the headline that um like some British newspaper did that was like the the one reason why Matt Berry isn't allowed around children on set? <laughs> uh no, that's alarming. <laughs> and it's because he swears too much. But they fully put this man on blast and made it look like he was a pedophile. <laughs> I feel so bad. I love Matt Berry, the poor guy. Yeah. What, what was the reason he can't be around children, though? Be- because he swears too much. Oh, okay. That was okay. it. But the headline mm-hmm. implies that he is a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to deal what with, you, like... Lord? Well, I'm just saying I'm I'm glad we don't have to deal with like unfair headlines coming out in the media about anything that we Oh produce. my god. Yeah. I mean, if someone were to you know, they could imply that we did all kinds of awful things that didn't happen. So, I'm really glad that the search alert that I put for Rock Hard Caucus on the news tab is not bringing anything bad <laughs> lately. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like to to go with that no Matt Berry example, headlines. if there was like a KCRG story or something that said like the reason that seven year olds cannot listen to Rock Hard Caucus the podcast, <laughs> and it's like, well, what does that imply? Like, what? Jeez, what do you think we're saying on here? My God. <laughs> Have you been watching anything good? Uh, there's a new Beavis and Butthead series coming out on Paramount Plus. I watched oh, yeah. that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, everyone seems to like that. Yeah. Were you ever into Beavis and Butthead? No, I missed it. I wasn't allowed. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I didn't really watch it until... So, like, the original run, we were pretty young for started in like the early 90s mm-hmm. but then when we were in like middle and high school they were showing it on mtv2 so that's kind of where i watched most of it when i was a teen and the the new series is like pretty much just the same shit <laughs> just more of it <laughs> <laughs> we like that it sounds good yeah 
really the best part of the old show was like they would watch music videos because it was on MTV. So they could just, they had that library available to them and it was just like riffing on music videos and making fun of people. And now they are doing like TikTok videos on the show. Oh, that's kind of good. Yeah, it was cool. That would be really funny. They watched one, which was a guy um, making tattoo ink like how they make it in prison. So he was like, yeah, he was like burning a candle under a cardboard box and then like using the soot that collects on the box and sort of watering it down. And then that's how he that's how he got his tattoos, I guess. That sounds really dangerous. <laughs> I would think I so. Watched, like, yeah. I don't I don't think you should do that. I watched like a <laughs> cooking show from uh, it's a a woman who does cooking TikToks of like ways that you would make different dishes in your prison cell. Um because mm-hmm. she was incarcerated and so she talks about like what you could like just like buying chips and like all the ingenious things they make out of it. Like people are crazy. Like, they can make really interesting things out of almost nothing, like human ingenuity with yeah. incarcerated persons. I haven't thought that much about, like, making your own food in prison because it's just like they have a cafeteria or whatever. But, yeah. So, cooking is so important to so many people. That you Yeah. You'd have to mm-hmm. figure something out. Yeah. Yeah, because she just, like like to cook and didn't like the a lot of the food that they served there so she would like save stuff up or like take things back with her um or get what she could from the commissary and like shows how she makes these crazy recipes i don't know it's really impressive or like the beauty stuff that they do is impressive like what they use for makeup and i don't know yeah i wouldn't put ground up cardboard boxes in my skin forever though Personally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That seems like there's some risk involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, it's it's cool that they they come up with these ways to do the things that they want to, but uh maybe we just shouldn't put people in prison. <laughs> yes. I mean, there shouldn't be prison at all. <laughs> and if there must be prison, they should have cooking classes. I don't know, like. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But but it is pretty cool what people can do. Yeah. Yeah. My wife was watching the uh, American Pie movies. Were you ever into those? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I would be scared to watch them now. I've only seen American Pie, not Oh, the first one. She watched okay. it American Wedding. Yeah, I've only seen yeah, the first yeah. one. I watched most of American Pie 2 with her earlier today and then the beginning of American Wedding. And uh yeah, not as bad as I thought it could have been. I would expect a lot of like um, sexual impropriety in terms of like consent, but and there is some, but it's not as bad as I would. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it could have been. <laughs> There's actually a really interesting scene in American Pie Two that subverts that a little bit because, like the. There's like four or five main guys who are like 19 and horny and they got a summer job as like house painters and they're working on this house and there's two women that live in the house and they suspect that these women 
might be in a relationship together and they're 19 and horny and it's like the year 2000 or something so they are very horny when they figure out that they're probably painting a lesbian's house everyone's into everyone's into lesbians (laughs) right (laughs) that was before incest got big (laughs) we were just (laughs) well there is a more normal stuff then (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there is a very notable um, MILF character in those movies. Sean William Scott's mom. Denver Coolidge! Yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I absolutely love her. I watched Leaky oh, yeah, she's really last funny. night. So. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. good in that, yeah. Um, But Sean William Scott, uh, Stifler, his character, he, like, goes into their house, the lesbian women... Like, oh, like finds a window that's unlocked and goes inside when they're not home, because he's like hunting for evidence or something of their sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two of the other guys follow him in, trying to like drag him out because this is obviously you shouldn't just go in their house. Break into um, someone's house because you think they're gay. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> But then the the women come back before they are able to get back out of the house. So they hide in the closet and then the women are like undressing while the guys are hiding in the closet and they're like seeing this. So like, obviously that's bad. Yes. (laughs) But then like the, the women find out that they're hiding in the closet and are upset and threatened to call the police. But the, the guys are like trying to be like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, he, he came in and we tried to stop him or whatever. They're trying to like make excuses for it. But then the women, they get the idea that they can like mess with these boys. So they start like teasing them a little bit. Like they, like they're going to like start doing it or something. The, the two women, but they sort of turn it on them and say like well we want to see you do something first so they like make the boys do gay stuff <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and it, it's like I, I don't know like it there <laughs> is a lot of gay panic to it but it's also like the guys are the butt of the joke here because they are so homophobic that like even though they're so yes. horny they, they want to see these lesbians do something they're willing to do a little bit of gay stuff with each other, but like, where's the line for them? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know what the, what am I supposed to take away from the scene? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite as black and white as I thought a movie like this would be. <laughs> Like, they're bad, they're violating... Did we do a bad... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do a bad, boring episode? <laughs> I think for the most part, yes. Um, what about the Goofy <laughs> movie? Did you ever see that? It came out in 95, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the Goofy movie. <laughs> Sorry, I've been thinking about it I watched it again yeah. with my kid. It's so mm-hmm. good. The music is so good. I know, yeah. I was listening to um, 
Eye to Eye, which is one of the Powerline songs in that yeah. movie. Like right before yeah. we were recording this, I was listening to it. <laughs> yeah, the music in that rocks. The music in Oliver and Company rocks too. That, I, I don't know that, that one as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure I've seen that movie, but I did. We didn't have it on VHS when I was a kid, so I didn't watch it that much. But I really liked um, Oliver. Just like the little cat character design was was very appealing to me. It's a great movie, and um, I love Billy Joel. I will defend Billy Joel to the death. Um, the music <laughs> is great, so. <laughs> Yeah. I listened to the soundtrack recently, and I was by myself, like, not with my kid, um, yeah. just because I love Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I were listening to the the um, Goofy movie soundtrack on the way home from Milwaukee the other day. <laughs> <laughs> credit credit to um, uh, Tevin Campbell. That's the name of the guy who is the voice of Powerline, that like R and B guy in that movie. Yeah, it's great. Is Oliver and Company the movie that has a a dog who's wearing like a red kerchief? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Because <laughs> I remember yeah. thinking that design was it's, super cool too. Yeah, he's like supposed to be the artful Dodger character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read Oliver, but uh, my mom read it to me when I was in third grade. Third grade. She read oh, yeah. it aloud. Uh, in that movie, um, a boyfriend throws um, a sex worker named Nancy out the window to kill her. In Wait, is this in the movie Oliver and Company or in the Charles Dickens book? In the book. In the Charles okay. Dickens book. <laughs> okay, okay. Not, no, they did not. They, they left that out of Oliver and Company, <laughs> the children's film with yeah, yeah. the cat. Um, they mm. did leave out Nancy's death, um, but my mom didn't when she read it aloud to me <laughs> in third grade. Yeah. Third grade, so you would have been like eight, eight years old for that, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. Eight years old. Yeah, I was um, not mature enough to hear swears, but I was plenty mature to hear the the grisly domestic violence death of like very sad prostitutes. Hmm. Speaking of Billy Joel, isn't he like a notorious drunk driver? Yes. I was just <laughs> I was just talking to my husband about this. I don't remember why. Um, oh, we saw dueling pianos of Elton John and Billy Joel impersonators at Woolies, <laughs> um, which was incredible. I had the time of my life. I had so much fun. Um, I took lots of video. I can send them. You would love it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there were like dueling pianos impersonators like they had both the pianos on there and the big flags behind them. And they were like, I don't even know if they met each other in real life, but they were like a a, a duo in this. Um, nice. And the guy who was playing Billy Joel was um, really playing up the alcohol to the point <laughs> that it was like kind of inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a caricature <laughs> like, of this like... dr- famous drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he was drinking so much and talking about drinking so much and he was a fantastic piano player and did a great Billy Joel impression but it was still just like geez man like he wrapped his car around a tree like a bunch of times like yeah. just like around, 
probably, it's not really funny. Like, you don't really have to do the alcoholism <laughs> part of it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, he, But we were talking about it because my husband is sober. Um, and Billy, and so I asked if Billy Joel is sober. Billy Joel is not sober now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So he's he's still keeping on, keeping on with the 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 crazy drinking. Yeah, yeah. This point is probably not going to get better. Yeah, it's tough. Um, what what do you uh, what's your like official stance on driving drunk? <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's fine, and no one did anything wrong. <laughs> Well, okay, I, I guess that we found a point of I disagreement. I actually think it makes... <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that makes people a better driver. Um, because it really, like, keeps them on their toes. Because <laughs> if you're a little off kilter, you have to focus really hard to keep yourself on kilter. So you're, like, really present in the moment when you're driving. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do not drive drunk. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be no, clear, I, I don't think, even drink. <laughs> I think it's bad to do that. Personally, I think I think you're risking a lot for yourself. You're risking a lot for others. <laughs> you should do everything in your power <laughs> not to put yourself in a situation where you do that. I think um, there are people listening to this right now who have my phone number. Um, <laughs> if you if you are. <laughs> like really drunk or something and you need to get home and you your only options are a car or calling me i will help you to the best of my ability will you drive to des moines if i call you oh god i guess i guess i would but like (laughs) i hope i'm not your first call in that situation would you be would you be really mad Well, yeah, I don't know if I would be mad. I would be more like kind of confused. Like me? You need me to do this? Don't you have any don't you have any friends? <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you live in Des Moines and uh you you have Natalie's phone number and you suspect that she may be uh, driving drunk some <laughs> night. Just call her up unprovoked and offer to give her a ride home. <laughs> you should definitely do it. <laughs> I absolutely do not answer phone calls. I will not answer you. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you're free to call because I absolutely am not going to answer it. I do not answer the phone when it rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, n- neither do I. What kind of freak I. are I've, you not texting me? Yeah, I've got, I've got some missed phone calls from the past week as well. I've been not answering my phone too. For, for example, um, I don't know if you can read that, but there's, there's a, a missed call that that I had uh earlier. Oh yeah, there's that friend. <laughs> I've talked to that guy before. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, uh, we've been talking for about an hour. I mean, I think, you know, given that this is like a a politics, news kind of podcast most of the time, I think, you know, despite us not really being on top of uh, current events, I think we managed to have a pretty uh, 
fruitful conversation just between us. <laughs> Everyone's going to love having to listen to the entire thing to see if we're going to make a response. And instead, we just talked about bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you like the show, uh, you can find more of it at a website called <laughs> rockhardcock.us. And uh, that may sound like a dirty joke to you, but uh, there is nothing explicit on that website, rockhardcock.us. It is not a pornography website. It is just the website <laughs> for this podcast.
Okay, if you listen to this far.